just when we thought that he was going to up and leave, Oscar Shibway may legitimately be coming back to Kentucky for another season. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into Kentucky athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Oscar Shibway potentially returning for Kentucky basketball yet again. We've already kind of been through this last offseason. I was making the case that I thought Oscar Shibway would return. He eventually did, uh, much to the excitement of a lot of different people out there this year. Uh, the couple of times we've discussed it, I've said I don't think Shibway is returning, and as uh, similar to the Onyenzo situation, the longer this goes on without an announcement, the more uh, confident I would feel maybe in, in a in a uh, decision being made here uh, for Shibwe. Also, today's episode, we're going to get into a few questions you guys had. Uh, you asked on the YouTube channel yesterday, got three of them. Well, actually, technically four, but we're going to get into that later. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube, like I've said every single episode for, man, I don't even know how long at this point, subscribe. Would really appreciate it if you hopped on the train here as we move closer and closer to the official start uh, of the offseason. Obviously, we've got all this transfer portal stuff going on. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. A little bit more of a dive into uh, some different players uh, in the transfer portal game right now. Uh, don't just, You don't want to miss out on it. If you're listening on podcasts, go ahead and leave a review and follow there as well. And something that I've not asked you guys that often to do, go ahead and like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I would appreciate that as well. Oscar Shibway returning for Kentucky basketball is a possibility. A couple of things we need to note here off the bat. Oscar Shibway, one of the best rebounders of all time, one of the most dominant players in Kentucky basketball history, already up in the record books for several different things. Uh, I believe he's tied for second in double-doubles uh, in Kentucky basketball history. Uh, I believe he's right up there uh, in rebounds as well, obviously. Uh, almost has, by the way. You go look at his overall statistics. He's got like 1,100 points and like 987 rebounds. It is shocking to me that his points and rebounds are that close because he was a scorer too. That just shows how dominant he was uh, on the boards for, for Kentucky over his two seasons, potentially three. But here's the issue. And this is what we've discussed recently. This is what we said on yesterday's show. I don't think Kentucky, or excuse me, Shibway is going to be a top draft pick. Not a hot take there. He may not even be a draft pick. I don't think that's a hot take either. I think you look across the board, you look at different mock drafts, you're probably not going to see very similar to last year, Shibway getting picked consistently, uh, if not, you know, somewhere between the mid to late second round. And obviously, you have to give him praise for what he's really good at. I think his character is great. I think his effort's great. I think his fight is certainly there. His rebounding, obviously, elite, the definition of elite. 
But the problem with Shibway is that he is not great, I think, in de- on defense for a variety of things. Communication, low post defense, pick and roll defense. He's consistently shown that he can't get back, and on top of that, he can't protect the rim. Now, in his first year with the Wildcats, he statistically racked up you know, steals and about a couple blocks per game. But it was kind of, those numbers kind of masked what was really going on. And this season, we came into it kind of discussing maybe that's an issue, and it was a major issue uh, for Kentucky in several games uh, that they could have been more competitive in had Shibway just been a little bit better on defense. So he's great, I think, on the offensive end. I think he's a really, really, really good rebounder. But he lacks versatility, something that the NBA covets, and he lacks the ability to play strong defense. He's shown that now through four years of college basketball. If he returns to Kentucky, there is nothing I think that the Wildcats can do to make him an NBA prospect or a better NBA prospect. I thought there, thought there was a possibility last year. He came back. Nothing really changed. Nothing changed. He's not a good passer out of the post. He's not the most aware player, I think, on the defensive end. What we thought he could potentially potentially get better at, he didn't. So if he returns to the Wildcats, let's make it very clear here to start things off. He's not coming back because he wants to get to the NBA. He's coming back for Kentucky, and more specifically, the NIL money and the ability to potentially run it back again to make a deeper NCAA tournament run uh, with this program. That's why Shibway would be returning. There are some rumors out there about Oscar Shibway and about the locker room last season and about the way things went down. Shibway's teammates didn't like him. Shibway didn't like his teammates. This, that, the other, yada, yada, yada. Point being here, I don't think any of that holds legitimacy. And if we're being honest, most of the team is leaving anyway. So if you're looking at this situation and saying, okay, this is a player that can come back, and instead of risking not making any money, trying to go to the league, he's going to come back, He's going to gain his NIL money. He's going to continue to work on his ministry and whatever he's got going on with his faith and trying to to help people through that. He has an opportunity to kind of establish himself further in this community. And he's got a chance to work on some things, to gel with a new team, and to make a run. Potentially make another run. And I don't think that there's any sort of legitimacy if we're talking about him leaving to him not liking Kentucky, him not liking the roster, him not liking his teammates. Most of the players are going to be gone. Collins is probably going to be gone. I would say that it's, there's a very, very, very good chance. Uh, Jacob, or excuse me, Damian Collins announces here very soon that he's going to be entering the transfer portal. Uganda Onyenzo's gone, much to the chagrin of a lot of people, including myself. Jacob Toppin is gone. Kaysen Wallace is gone. Antonio Reeves and Chris Livingston, one of them may return, but more than likely, one of them is going to be gone or both. Four of your five starters this season, probably going to be new ones. Lance Ware is going to be back, I guess. 
But you're dealing with a situation here where it's like, okay, well, the people that might... Oh, Severe Wheeler is also gone. I forgot to mention him. If you're dealing with with players that maybe didn't like each other, you know, <laughs> you know, half the roster's gone. So what are we sitting here saying like, oh, well, Shibuya didn't like his teammates where we're spreading those rumors. Like, who cares? They're not going to be here. They gone. Let them go. I think that, and I've made my stance clear, I think that Kentucky doesn't need Shibway to come back. Would it be would it be a good thing? I think so. I think it would be exciting. I think it would be fun to talk about. I think it would be fun to discuss how he gels with these other four five-star freshmen that are coming in. But I also think at the same time, if Kentucky is looking to solidify their center position, there are other options that may be just as good or better than Shibway for a couple of reasons. We talked about Hunter Dickinson being the exciting, versatile threat for Kentucky down low if he does choose to transfer here. We've talked about Kellel Ware, who we'll discuss later on in the show, as being a high-potential, well-rounded prospect who got to play a little bit at Oregon, had some injuries, and got to display what he can do, he would probably be the the most well-rounded player that Kentucky could get. So there are other options for the Wildcats right now. It's a very interesting time to be discussing all of these possibilities because there's, there's so many things that could happen. But the more that we drag this out, the more that we have these conversations the more that the media that would be in the know start to say, Seth Greenberg, Jeff Goodman, hey, I think Shibway's coming back. Hey, don't be surprised if Oscar Shibway comes back. It seems like more and more of a possibility that Shibway returns for his fifth season uh, in college basketball. I want to know your thoughts. Do you think Shibway should return? Do you think Shibway will, will return? What do you think Kentucky should do in the transfer portal? even if Shibway does return. You can leave all that in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. All right, I want to get into some questions you guys had. Four different questions here uh, to wrap up the show. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three strained. You can also bet on player props like points, rebounds, steals, assists. And on top of that, there's so many more exclusive bets. FanDuel will even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more you can make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba all right continuing along here on the friday edition of locked on kentucky lance doll hanging out here with you got some questions from you guys that I wanted to get to here today. Four different questions I asked you on yesterday's episode. Dropped a comment. I said, hey, if you got a question, leave it here. So let's go ahead and get into it. KLH asks, P. 
people are still saying Dillingham may not be on the roster next year. Have you heard anything lately? Are there any good three-point shooters in the portal that Kentucky can get? So that's two questions there. Let's answer the first. Rob Dillingham, rumors spreading that he may not want to come to Kentucky. Maybe he's having second thoughts. Maybe he's, I don't know, frustrated with... Uh, with the fact that, you know, may, 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 it may be a crowded room next year in terms of people that want the ball and, and want to score. I don't know. But there's rumors swirling that he may not be satisfied. Based on the people, the responses from the people that I've talked to that would be in the know about this, here's what I can tell you guys. Conversations between Kentucky and Dillingham have been had. They have met. They have discussed things. But... Here's what I, what I need you guys to, to, to know. It has been extremely blown out of proportion because of how the recruitment went and how the roster currently sits. The situation is not as dire as it has potentially been made out to be. I would say that there is a strong possibility that he ends up being a Kentucky Wildcat. I would say that it's it's definitely uh, more of a possibility than it isn't. He he if I if you had to make me pick instead of fence riding, he's going to play at Kentucky. So I I think that there's no reason to panic. I think the conversations have been had. Will they be continued? I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll give you you guys updates whenever I can. But based on the conversations I've had with people that know. Uh, there, there's nothing that we should really be looking into here, but you could keep it on the back burner. And then KLH also asked, are there any good three-point shooters in the portal Kentucky can get? Why? Yes, there is. Here's four for you guys that I think may be interesting. LJ Cryer from Baylor, 41.5% from outside the arc last season. Uh, he's probably going to be reached out by every single uh, team in the country not named Baylor. He's probably going to be contacted by them. So Kentucky would be in competition with a lot of different players here, programs, I should say, if they would want Cryer services. Believe it or not, Hunter Dickinson, the center from Michigan, he's a really good three-point shooter. 42.1% from three last season. Max Asmus, the transfer from Oral, Oral Roberts. Does Kentucky want to bring in a transfer that averaged over 20 a game, considering they've got... All these different prospects on roster? Probably not. I'll say this. If Dillingham doesn't come to Kentucky, Asmus would be, I think, a fun player. I know that a lot of people um, have taken a step back once he entered the portal because of, or at least the big name potential players, because of the fact that I think analytically he's not impressive in a variety of areas. Um, that's something I've not taken a dive into. I would probably take a look at Evan Manaya's uh, stuff on him if I wanted more information about that. And then TJ Bamba is another player that I think Kentucky could pursue as a wing. Uh, this guy could be the replacement for Chris Livingston or Antonio Reeves, a guy that could back up or rotate through with Justin Edwards. TJ Bamba from Washington State shot 37.2% from outside the arc last season for the Cougs. So those are four players. I think Dickinson and Bamba would be uh, potential gets for Kentucky. And I think that overall, those are four of the better shooters uh, in this uh, in this transfer portal class. So 
Hopefully I answered your questions well, KLH. Jake Walker asked, What's your opinion on Severe Wheeler? Like, honest opinion. I haven't been his biggest fan, but from the things I've heard, it's justified. I'm going to give you my scouting report on Severe Wheeler, and then I'll tell you what I think, of, think about him just overall. This is what I wrote down. Undersized point guard that did some solid things on the offensive end, was killed in late-game situations, injury-prone, bad shooter that improved this season, not what Kentucky wants out of their lead guard moving forward. I think that last sentence is kind of what I want to stand on here. I think he was very solid distributing the basketball. I think that he was fun to watch at times. Whenever he took over a game, it was very entertaining. He got to his spots, and he was able to execute. That North Carolina game from last year is the prime example of that. But he couldn't shoot well. I think he got banged up quite a bit because of his size. Um, can't really speak to what he was on the defensive, defensive end because, to be, to be honest with you, I never truly paid attention to that <laughs> outside of maybe the steals. Uh, but he couldn't execute well in late-game situations. And I think just straight up, it's not what Kentucky wants out of their lead guard in the future. I think he was good for, for where he was last year. Not this season, last year. Kentucky's going to want to move in a different direction when it comes to the type of basketball player moving forward. Now, person, I don't really know. I have not really listened to him talk that much. So I, I can't really comment on that. Best of luck to him wherever he lands. I've got no hate for him. Uh, I, I've, I just think that there were a lot of reasons why fans were upset. And I think that there were also some reasons why maybe some of those things were overblown. But at the same time, I think it's fair to say Kentucky's going to want a different type of point guard moving forward. Let's see. Final question here. Tony McCadden said, wouldn't it be better to go after a shot-blocking big? Haven't had that in a couple of years. He's a great player offensively like Oscar. McCadden's referencing Dickinson here, by the way. But defense is not so great, and he struggled the last few years. So, McCadden, if we're looking at maybe Kentucky getting a shot-blocking big, I, I, I agree with you. I think at the very least, if even if Shibway does come back, they need to find somebody in the portal that can be that rotational piece that comes in and can actually defend the rim. Uh, we thought, I said this exact, exact same thing on yesterday's show, we thought Onyenzo might be that for Kentucky this year. He wasn't. He ended up transferring. So, if you go after... A big, that would be better on the defensive end. I think it's very clear the prospect that Kentucky will want, which is the center from Oregon, Kello Ware. I'm going to read you something here from Sean Venzel of Hoops Insight, who we have continued to shout out on, uh, shout out on the show, who does great work with his newsletter, talking about Ware. Sean said this, Ware also put up a very strong block rate, 9% of opponent twos, and defensive rebound rate, 22% while largely avoiding turnovers and fouls, usually the scourge of freshmen. The only issues that are he missed too many of his threes, and he didn't play many minutes. He's more potential than production so far, but he can be a positive contributor even if the three-point shooting never materializes. If he does, if it does, excuse me, he's likely a first-round pick. I think Ware would be a terrific fit at Kentucky due to his rim potential, well-rounded offensive game, and potential to become special. Calipari offenses are famously derided uh, for avoiding threes, but Calipari actually has quite a few front court players, uh, had quite a few front court players develop into shooters. So, Venzel is high on Kellel Ware. 
as a more well-rounded prospect that could develop into something very special on the defensive end. Jamarian Sharp, I think, would be your second-best option here. Um, as min- much as people are excited about Graham Ike, he's not as good of a defender as you may think. Again, I will refer to uh, Sean Venzel and uh, Hoops Insight. I would encourage you to go pay for that newsletter letter and to check out his opinion on different players in the portal uh, for Kentucky right now that they could be pursuing. But straight up, if you're looking, Tony, at a shot-blocking big, I think that that would be a good option um, to go and get. Now, let's say even if you do get Dickinson, do you add another frontcourt player to be that guy? I think possibly. Now, it's not going to be a five-star like Ware. Let's be clear. I saw one of you recently comment on the show. It's like, why don't we get Ware, Dickinson, and Sheepway to come back? Uh, I think you were joking, but in case you weren't, it's just, it's simply, it would be too crowded. You, you can't have that many talented players all in the same place at once and make all of them happy. Full stop. So, I think those are all the questions from today. If you guys have any thoughts or any responses to any of these questions, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Again, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Kentucky. Locked on UK, excuse me. You can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore. Questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.